So where we last left off David, um, he had just raided with Jonathan. Um, and the, the topic that we're going to look to discuss tonight will be David and Ziklag. So my introduction will be covering between those two stories. So um, to help make sense of um, that portion, it's quite big, but to help, to, to help make sense of it, I've split it up into two cycles. And in each cycle, I'll be looking at four steps. Um, the four steps are um, David, David's mistakes, um, and then the Lord calling David back. Third step is David asking for forgiveness and strengthening himself in the Lord. And then the last step is David's acts following the strengthening. And then to finish off the intro, I will look at some lessons that David learned and how we can learn them as well. How can we apply them? So to start off, um, so for the first cycle, um, David, David's first mistake. Um, so before David went to see Jonathan, he was with Samuel. Um, and when he was with Samuel, he was in God's presence. Saul had tried to kill him there. He had sent three lots of messengers to kill um, David but the Lord would not allow it. Um, he kept David safe. And then Saul himself went and still the Lord kept him safe. Um, so then it comes as a bit of a, a surprise that from uh, the first verse in chapter 20, it says David fled from Naioth and Rama and came and spoke to Jonathan. So he left the presence of uh, Samuel. He left where God was keeping him safe. And he went to seek out Jonathan to try to make sense of what was happening. And what he says to Jonathan really shows the state of his heart at this time. So he asks him, um, what have I done? What is my iniquity? And what is my sin before, the fa before thy father that he seeketh my life? So here the focus of David is upon himself. It's um, upon his own life, upon his own will. He's no longer dependent on the Lord. Um, he's not going to the Lord for help. Um, and this is the first mistake that David did. Um, and then, as we know, there was no help for him in Jonathan. Jonathan was not able to give him good news about Saul. And so David fled again, and he went to a priest called um, Ahimelech. And with Ahimelech, he asked him for a sword. Um, and again, we get an, uh, an example of David not trusting in the Lord. Um, and if we contrast um, him asking for a sword as opposed to when he was facing Goliath, to whom he said, you came to me with a sword and a spear and a shield. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, um, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. To contrast this to when he was, um, when he was leaning on the Lord for help, um, when he was dependent on him, that is when he had victory. But now he is dependent on himself. Um, he is taking a sword to be able to defend himself in his own strength. And this only makes things, things uh, worse for David. Um, from there, David goes to, um, to the Philistines. And, um, and there he sought shelter um, in with um, Saul's enemies. Um, but the Lord would not allow it. The Lord did not want to, to see his anointed, um, a man who was said to be after God's own heart. He did not want him to be living 
with the enemies. And so um, the Lord stepped in, and this is the, the second step in the cycle. The Lord steps in to call David back. He allows David to be recognized, and in him getting recognized, um, he is forced to flee for his life from the Philistines. Um, he acts like a fool, and then he leaves and goes to the cave um, called Abdalim. Um, and in this cave, we have, or David has a period of um, asking the Lord for forgiveness, of drawing nearer to the Lord and strengthening himself in the Lord. Um, and I want to look at some of his thoughts in this time. So um, I'll turn to Samuel, uh, sorry, Psalms uh, 142. So in uh, Psalm 142, um, and so the title is uh, Masculine of David, a prayer when he was in the cave. Um, so if we look at verse 4, it says, I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. David here, he, um, he's admitting to the Lord that he looked for help in men. He looked for help on his own, but no one cared for him. And so his focus changes. He goes to the Lord in verse 5 and says, I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. So here we already see that David has owned up to his mistake and not depending on the Lord. And he's um, refocused on him and asked him for help. And um, we'll go now to Psalm 57. So in Psalm 57, we get um, further insight into this time for David and how he is progressing in his um, return to the Lord. So again, the title is to the chief musician, Altashef, a miktam of David, when he fled from Saul in the cave. And then this time we don't see that David is looking to his right or left anymore. He is focusing on God. Verse 1 says, Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge, until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. So again, here he is refocusing on the Lord. He is um, he's being dependent on the Lord again. Um, but it goes further than that. In verse um, 5, it says, Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. Um, and then verse 7 again, My heart is fixed, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake up my glory. Awake, sultry and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great unto the heavens and thy truth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. David here, um, despite still being in the cave, despite being hunted down and in difficult circumstances, he turns to praising God. And this praising of God is where he draws his strength from. Um, he is dependent on the Lord again, and he is praising him and strengthening himself in the Lord. Um, and finally, I'll look at um, Psalm 34. 
Um, the title is a Psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed. So following um, after David had departed from there. Um, and I'll read verses six to eight. Uh, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth us around about them that fear him and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. So again, David is praising the Lord. He is saying that how blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. Um, and again, we see further development in his heart. Um, in the next verses, he says, O fear the Lord, ye his saints. He's encouraging those who were with him to praise alongside him, to praise God with him. It uh, goes on to say, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Um, so here we get a, a really, really nice example of how we are to focus or to refocus our attention on the Lord, how we should um, ask for forgiveness and to yeah, turn back from our ways and seek him and um, be fruitful um, in our service to him. And here David is back to focusing on the Lord and, and he's back to nurturing God's people as he was called to do when he was a shepherd boy. Um, so after this period of strengthening in the cave, um, we see um, the actions or the impact that this has had on the actions of David. Um, a trial comes. Um, and David hears about the attack on Kyla, and he is faced with an option. Um, he could have said, you know, this is the king's battle. I'm an outcast. The king wants my, my, my death. Um, if I go, I'm putting myself at risk. I'm putting my men at risk, and these men are unfit for battle. Um, and who knows, maybe if the king goes... And fights this battle, maybe he will die and I'll get to reign in his stead. Um, he could have said, what is this attack to me? But instead he says, what is this attack to the Lord? Um, what could I do for him? And then so he goes and asks the Lord um, what he should do, how he should move after hearing these news. And the Lord tells him to go and fight and save Kyla. Um, but the uh, David's men uh, tell him, it is not a good idea. They are afraid. Um, and they don't want to go. And here we get an, an example of David's heart in nurturing the people of God. He does not rebuke them. He does not tell them they're being cowards for not trusting in the Lord. But instead, he goes back to the Lord and asks a second time. And the Lord tells him again, go and you will save Kyla. And, and so I believe that he used this second time to encourage the people and go and fight for the Lord and save the, his people. Um. And if we compare this to Saul, who never made this attempt, like we were saying in the last session, he fights his own battles, not the Lord's battles. Um, and so David saves Kyla and um, he asks the Lord, where should he go from there? And the Lord tells him, Saul is going to come to you and Kyla, so flee. And um, so he did. And again, it's a contrast here because David gathered his few men and went to save Kyla while um, Saul gathered the people of war to capture David. Um, but the Lord kept him safe. And so David left and, and then 
he went into the cave again and the Lord presented um, an opportunity for David or he put Saul at, David, uh, at David's mercy. Um, so Saul came in and into the cave and David had an opportunity to kill him. But uh, although this was a great battle of uh, David's flesh versus his spirit, should he take the easy way and um, kill Saul and be done with it, be done with being on the run, of being um, hunted like a dog and um, be, having an uncomfortable life in the cave, he decided not to do it. And only a man after God's own heart could have done that. Only a man who has been strengthened in the Lord, who, were, who was close to him and knew his will, would know that it wasn't the right thing to do. Even though his men told him, surely God has um, delivered Saul into your hands. And uh, we also see David's faithfulness and his trust in the Lord um, in the way that he speaks to Saul and in the way he acts towards him. He does not um, give off um, any indication that Saul is his enemy, um, that Saul is a barrier to him reaching the throne. Instead, he treats him as one he is subject to, as a king, and he bows down to him and he addresses Saul as my Lord, the King, and even as my father. And he calls himself a dead dog or a flea. Um, and it really shows yeah, David's heart here in that he describes Saul or he addresses Saul as my Lord, the King, and himself as a dead dog and a flea. Um, it really shows that he did not think himself better than Saul, and he was humble in this. And, and then it, so Saul left and a second time, the opportunity came for David to um, to take Saul's life. Um, and this time he went with Abishai. But he, told, he tells Abishai, um, it is up to the Lord to, to determine when Saul will die. It is not right for him, for David, to decide it um, or to kill Saul in his own time. And again, only someone who is leaning completely on the Lord's wisdom, only someone who trusted in his timing, would say something like this and would act the way that David did. Um, and again, he, he willingly chose not to do this and to continue in this difficult time. Um, and even though um, this difficult time had brought him closer to the Lord, um, uh, he still chose not to kill him. Uh, so that is the first cycle that I wanted to talk about. So again, it brings us to... Um, a mistake, the first step, a mistake that David had done. Um, and we see this in First Samuel chapter 27. Um, in the first verse, so after Saul, after David had spared Saul twice, it says, And David said in his heart, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistines, and Saul shall despair of me to seek me anymore in the, any coast of Israel, so shall I escape out of his hand. Again, um, David allows his fear of Saul to dictate where he moves. Um, he does not go to the Lord and ask him where he should move. Um, he does not depend on the Lord. He does not depend on um, how the Lord has already saved them multiple times. But um, he allows his fear to overcome him and to act um, in a way that he thinks is best. And in verse 4, it says that, um, uh, and it was told Saul that David was fled to Gath, and he sought no more again for him. So we might say, well, mission accomplished then for David. He got away. Um, Saul didn't pursue him anymore. 
and he was safe with the with the Philistines, but that's not the case. We see more harm come from this than good. Um, in fact, I don't think we see any good. So David, when he went to the king of the Philistines, um, he was made a servant of his. Um, and instead of David fighting the Lord's battles, as Abigail says of him, he is now fighting the battles of a wicked king. And because David is in this wicked place, a place where God is not honored, um, his statutes are not followed, they don't, they don't know the Lord, it has a, um, an effect on him. Um, he, his actions do not reflect one who is following the Lord anymore. Instead, he goes out raiding places and bringing back the spoil to the enemy. And it even says that he would kill every single person in the city, man and woman, just so he could cover his tracks because he would lie to the king about where he was raiding. Um, yeah, just actions that do not reflect what we know about David so far. Um, and then one day it got even worse. The, the king told David that they were um, out to war against Israel. And this really should have set off bells in, um, in David's head and told him it's gone too far. It's time to turn back. Um, I can't be doing this against the people who, who I was anointed to reign over. But instead, he decides to join them. Um, and again, this is where we see um, the second step, the Lord stepping in. And the Lord allowed suspicion to come in into the camp of the Philistines so that um, David would be stopped um, from committing a horrible sin. Um, I think if he had gone through with fighting against the Israelites, we would have a completely different story about David following on from here. And so David, remarkably, he argues with the king so that he could fight against Israel. He tells him, what have I done wrong? Have I not been a faithful servant to you? Um, but yeah, thank the Lord for his grace that he did not allow him to follow through with this. But instead, he, is, uh, he leaves and he goes back to uh, Ziklag, where um, that was the city that the king had given him to live in. And so when he went back to Ziklag, um, so this is the section that we will discuss. So I don't want to go into too much detail um, and take away from it, but just to um, as a bit of an introduction. Um, so he goes back to Ziklag and the Lord had stepped in again. He had allowed his enemies to overcome the city. The city was burnt and the people were taken captive. And this was to show that to show David that the enemies, they were not his friends. He had lived there for a while, but. They are not to be trusted. It is not better for him to be there. And so David um, was again faced with difficulties. And um, and so and his men, it says that they rose up against him and wanted to stone him. But it says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. Um, and then after that, after he strengthened himself in the Lord, he goes and he, it says that he restored all that was taken away. And here he is a picture of Christ who has defeated our enemies, um, who had taken us captive and restored all that which was taken away. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't want to go into too much detail about this section, so I'll move on to the lessons that David learned and that um, we could learn as well. Um, I want to go to Psalm 3. Um, so in Psalm 3, we get David's um, prayer to the Lord when he was fleeing from Absalom, his son. So again, his life was threatened like was uh, like he was with Saul, but his response is different. 
Um, and so I'll read through the, the full um, psalm and make comments as I go. So the title says, The Psalm of David when he fled from Absalom his son. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. He's presenting his dilemma to the Lord. He's telling him, many are here or many are after me that want to kill me. Um, they are saying that you will not help me anymore. And then he goes to say, but thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, the one who protects me. You are my glory, the, the most important thing in my life, and the lifter of my head, the one who gives me confidence. And then he directs his cry for help to the, to the Lord. It says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. And then he says, I laid me down and slept. I awaked for the Lord sustained me. David had peace. He was able to sleep because he knew that the Lord was looking after him. And then um, he goes on to say in verse 6, I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me around about. His fear is no longer dictating his moves. Um, he is concentrating on the Lord and he knows that his salvation comes from the Lord. And that's what we see in the last two verses of the psalm. He says, Arise, O Lord, save me. His prayer is to the Lord. O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone, thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. So here we see how David has learned his lesson. Um, he is afraid again, but his prayers unto the Lord. And he he knows because of his history with dealing with the Lord, how he saved him from his enemies before, that salvation belongs to him and he'll help him again. Um, and really, may we do the same in our difficult times. And we, we, may we look to the hills and know that that's where um, our help comes from. Our help comes from um, Jehovah, who is the creator of heaven and earth. And so for the second um, lesson that David learned, I want to go to um, Psalm 84 um, and verse 10. So this lesson was that David needed to understand it was better to be in the Lord or in the Lord's presence, following his will and experience hardship than to be comfortable with the enemies. So Psalm 84 verse 10 says, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Um, and really we see in this section of David's life when he was on the run, that whenever he took matters into his own hands um, and he went into the um, the country of the wicked, the things just did not turn out for him. Um, we see that he made many mistakes and then it ended up being that he was ready to fight against his own people. And lastly, um, um, a warning about the sin that David had committed. Um, firstly, the consequences of sin. So we know that what a man sows, he will reap. Um, but also um, we see that when David lied to uh, Ahimelech, the priest, that had consequences on the priests themselves. Eighty-five priests were murdered at Saul's command because of David's lie. Uh, and this really should be a warning to us in that we should examine ourselves. We should be careful how we, um, what our actions uh, could entail what effect it could have on those around us, our brothers and sisters, um, lest we trouble the whole camp like Achan did. 
Um, secondly, about sin, um, sin, if left unchecked, will take us further and further doing things that we think we would have never done before. Um, and if we see the first time that David went into the, the Philistines, um, he was there for maybe a couple of days and then the Lord stepped in and he turned around. Um, and his sin was that he did not trust in the Lord. The second time, however, he was a servant of the king of the enemies and he was serving him for over a year. Um, and it ended up being that he was standing shoulder to shoulder um, with the Philistines to fight against his own people um, who he was anointed to rule over. And finally, just a comment about the Lord um, stepping in and calling us back. Um, this is something that should be um, considered with thankfulness rather than exploited as a safety net. We should not be um, allowing ourselves to sin, to go as far as we want and then say, the Lord will call me back when I've gone too far or um, it's okay because the Lord is my safety net. That is not how we should be thinking about the Lord's grace in calling us back. We should be thankful for it and praise him that he cares for us and loves us, that he does not give us uh, give up on us even after we sin. Um, so, yeah, may the Lord help us in learning from David's mistakes and learning um, how to return to him and um, following the Lord even when things are tough.